I never really think about it in these terms, but somebody pointed out to me at one point, if I look at a graduating class, I've been here since those kids started here and the work that's been done through the admissions office with everybody that works in this space and everyone that supports this space, we carry a large portion of the responsibility and gift of helping to shape the school community that we are, that so many people are attracted to. It's a humbling kind of thought to think that with the 700 and some students we have here this year, that that began with the work here. And it's a pretty amazing and spectacular school community. And we helped create that. another episode of the Quaker Matters podcast. On today's episode, we are joined by Wilmington Friends Schools Director of Admissions and Financial Aid, Melissa Brown. In our conversation together today, Melissa and I discuss why she loves the financial aid process, how she personalizes the experience for prospective families and their students, and ultimately the power of financial aid and how it yields families access to such a wonderful school like Wilmington Friends. Hope you enjoy this episode. We are now joined by Wilmington Friends Schools Director of Admissions and Financial Aid, Melissa Brown. Melissa, how are you today? I'm well, thank you. I'm excited to talk financial aid. All right, well, let's jump in then. For some families or directors of admissions, the least favorite part of the admissions process is financial aid. However, after speaking with you recently, I learned that you actually really enjoy the financial aid process as it's one of your favorite parts about your work. Why is this? It is, and I can share why in a quick anecdote. I was interviewing a parent today on the phone, having that conversation that you have when you want your child to go to the school. And the mother very candidly shared that she never thought she could access an independent school education. Knowing that we have a need-based financial aid program and that families are able to achieve whatever goals they have for their children, when we're able to subsidize the full amount of tuition for them, uh, it's exciting. It's creating a point of access for families that never thought they could. And it's setting a tone for the future for their students. Can you explain to our listeners what need-based financial aid means? As I think there's often a lot of confusion surrounding this term. Absolutely. Need-based financial aid is simply a reduction in tuition for families that present as not being able to manage the full tuition. For each family, that looks a little bit different based on the financial obligations that they have, either annually or monthly. A lot of families present on paper as having pretty significant wealth. And in reality, the dollars and cents of it month to month in their own households, it's not quite the same picture. A lot of families forget how quickly things add up in terms of their monthly household expenses, but then also downplay, forget about, uh, or don't really even think it through enough to realize that they have extenuating circumstances in the form of a child in college, a child in daycare, an elderly parent that they're now helping to support, or family members that need some help to make their own ends meet month to month. A lot of families don't realize that that's something that can be considered 
in their financial aid application uh, at a secondary school. How are you able to personalize the financial aid experience for families and cultivate positive relationships with not only these prospective families, but their students as well? In our office, we do a lot of work around relationship building if it's around the admission process or the financial aid process. I think we try to remember that there are actually people behind the numbers and we try to make ourselves approachable in non-judgmental ways. Families are often a little bit sheepish when talking about finances with people they don't know. So I think we try to expose ourselves in that process, talk a little bit about our own experiences and help people understand that they're not alone in the process. Um, My first go-to answer for families is, listen, for most of our families here, it's not attainable. $30,000 plus is a lot of money every year, regardless of how much money you make. And everybody's situation is a little bit different. With over half of our families receiving financial aid to be here, we can talk about that very openly. And I think that alone makes people feel more comfortable and understanding It's not just me. That's a lot of money to invest in a product for the next 14 or 16 or four years. Uh, So that kind of breaks through that first layer of it. And then it's just treating people very respectfully in process. It's, hey, look, call me. I understand. You didn't expect to have to put that roof on your house this year. You didn't expect the illness to pop up. And now you have these outstanding medical bills. It's just acknowledging that life continues to happen and you didn't necessarily plan on having to send your child to an independent school. You touched upon this a little bit in terms of the financial aid process yielding families access and for people that qualify for financial aid that makes sense because it could potentially give them the opportunity to attend the school like Wilmington Friends. I guess I want to know how does the financial aid process help yield access to families who may not qualify for financial aid? That, of course, is a little bit more difficult. There, I think, when we go through this process with families, it's helping them to understand the value and helping them to see where and how they can actually afford the tuition. When we talk about need-based financial aid, we talk about it on a year-to-year basis. There are families that come to us who own their own businesses, have a trust fund that they can't access for a period of time, have family members who are helping to support them, but they don't know for how long. Most families come to us with a concern about the sustainability of affording tuition. So when a family presents and they don't necessarily qualify for financial aid that first go-round, that doesn't mean that they won't in consecutive years. So we have a lot of conversations about being able to apply every year. We have a lot of conversations about the partnership that develops between home and school and our understanding as a school that things might look very different, particularly during this time of the pandemic. We've seen physicians and attorneys who have lost their jobs. We've seen college professors. We've seen kind of the local grocery store workers who aren't experiencing um, the same level of income that they were prior. Those are more challenging conversations, but those families know that they can come to us during their time of need and we're going to work to support them as members of our school community. So it's more talking about the partnership, the community that we are, how we look out for one another, and the value of making it work when you can, knowing that the return is going to be willing to support you when the need exists. Discussing the topic of financial aid can be taboo. 
What would you say to a family that might be hesitant about having these conversations with the Wilmington Friends School admissions office? We try to be really transparent from the outset about financial aid. We bet on folks being curious about it. So we include financial aid information, all the information that we share about the admissions process and say it kind of matter of factly. So families don't feel like it's a big deal to us. We don't want families to come in feeling like we have some quota that we're trying to meet in terms of how many of our students are going to be quote unquote subsidized to come to school here. And I think that transparency starts to help families feel better about it. To us, we're not going to make a big deal of it, so you shouldn't make as big a deal of it when you're talking about the need of access. And we're really forthcoming when we talk about average aid award, when we talk about the percentage of families that receive financial aid, but then also when we talk about the community that we are, we talk about the importance and value of diversity in our school community. And one of those facets of diversity is the socioeconomic piece. That makes us the rich school environment that we are. So we actually need families here who don't have the means to afford the full tuition every year. That is a different perspective that's coming into our classroom and is going to benefit any and everyone that's in that space at the time, much as the racial and ethnic diversity of the program informs who we are and makes us the rich community that we are, much as neurodiversity does or kind of the physical uh, abilities that people present with. All of that enriches the school. When people come in through our main doors uh, on School Road, they'll see receipts from our founding meeting when they subsidized tuition for children in the neighborhood. They literally wrote out checks to another agency when children of color legally couldn't be educated in the same environment as Caucasian children. We're holding true to who we are by making sure that we're creating that access. I got goosebumps on that one. Thinking about that, that we've always been a school looking to create that equal access. It makes us who we are. It sets us apart, I think, from our peers. We lead the pack with the amount of financial aid that we're able to award by year. We're up to about $6 million. Not to say that that's sustainable for the long term in terms of growing that anymore, but over the years, we've been able to work with families to ensure that we're able to serve more and more families with that $6 million, which makes less of an average aid award, but it's creating access for 20 or 30 more students in a year, and it's manageable for our families. And it's done really thoughtfully. We have touched upon a lot here today, and I just wanted to ask you if there's anything else you would like both current and prospective families to know about the financial aid process. My hope is that any families recognize the value that they bring to the program. They recognize that regardless of the amount of tuition they're paying, they're critical pieces that help make this place a whole, and we value them as much as we hope they value that process. And I think in that process, there has to be a mutual appreciation and respect that's happening. Um, my biggest pet peeve is when I hear that families have been sharing information about their own financial aid awards. It's their information, they can do with it as they please, but the disappointment for me is it doesn't come with the context that there are these extenuating circumstances that people aren't always willing to share with their closest friends. Uh, there's a good reason for why financial aid awards look that they do. There's a good reason for why some applications take a little bit longer to process. Um, 
it's always my hope that people understand how closely guarded this information is within the financial aid committee of four people. So it takes us a little bit of time to get through them. When we're asking questions, it's not in a gotcha moment. It's to make sure that we're doing our best to be able to help each of our families and create that access for as many as we can. While we've talked a lot about financial aid, your job is much more than simply financial aid. And as somebody that's been here for two decades, I'm just curious as to what you love most about your job. Every year it's new. I get to meet new people. I never really think about it in these terms, but somebody pointed out to me at one point, if I look at a graduating class, I've been here since those kids started here and the work that's been done through the admissions office with everybody that works in this space and everyone that supports this space. We carry a large portion of the responsibility and gift of helping to shape the school community that we are, that so many people are attracted to. Um, it's a humbling kind of thought to think that with the 700 and some students we have here this year, that that began with the work here. And it's a pretty amazing and spectacular school community. And we helped create that. That's what keeps me coming back every year. It's also the fact that the adults here are all really focused on the individual students that we have and making it the best possible experience for each of them. I don't know that you get that everywhere. I don't know that you get the level of expertise and commitment that you get from the teachers that are in our buildings. They love their work. They're passionate about their content areas. They specialize in their content areas. And that's really exciting to be able to witness it as it grows and develops in each of the students that they have access to. Now that we have learned a lot about financial aid and the admissions process here at Wilmington Friends, we are going to transition to our Mad Minute segment and learn more about you, Melissa Brown. So my first question to you is this. What's your favorite spot on the Wilmington Friends School campus? The Upper School Visual Arts Studio. Favorite food? Coca-Cola. All sugar all the time. Favorite song? Uh, Diane Reeves' Better Days. Favorite musical artist? Usher. Favorite TV show? Like a throwback TV show or something that I currently watch and indulge in as like a guilty pleasure. My guilty pleasure TV right now is 90 Day Fiance. How about all time? I used to love, love, love Gidget. <laughs> I will uh, I will pretend to know what that show is. <gasps> I don't know. Sally Fields is Gidget? And Moondoggy? Never even heard Sheik. of it. I guess immediately uh, following this podcast, I have to go check out your net, uh, your your favorite TV show here. Um, but before I do that, let's uh, wrap up this podcast with our final segment, which is the Ring the Bell segment. Same two questions to each guest. My first one for you is this. What do you want your legacy to be? Or another way to sort of frame this is what do you hope students and families say about you after they leave Wilmington Friends School? that I was always there as an advocate for their child and their family and they could count they could count on me to see them through whatever it was. Final question, what is your why? That is not an easy one, of course. It's a question that I struggled with when I started working here a couple of decades ago because I didn't necessarily understand 
that I was needed in this place as a person of color because this is such a place of privilege. Over the years, I've come to understand the value of my presence here and the perspective that I bring to it. So my why is to help us be the best community we can be. Well, you are certainly doing that. And I just want to say thank you for taking the time to not only share a little bit about the financial aid process, but also sharing a little bit about yourself as well. So thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you, Jake.